Hello, welcome to the View from the Ninian, uh, a special reaction podcast, this one to the news that Neil Warnock has left Cardiff City, which I'm sure you've all seen by now. I'm joined uh, by Ben Price and by Dan Moffat. How are you both? Not bad, Even Yeah, not too bad. Boys, a bit of a shock. I mean, what's your initial reaction, Ben? Um, get it, to be honest. Um, and fear. A lot of fear right now. Um, I was nervous when I heard that uh, Warnock had gone, and I'm even more nervous now I've seen who are the current favourites to take over. Um, We'll we'll come on to the favourites a bit later. Yeah, it Um, feels just like a bit of a rushed job. It seems a bit sudden, out of nowhere, and yeah, I'm concerned. Dan, what about you? You mentioned just before we started recording that it almost felt like you'd lost a family member. Yeah, it's, it's devastating. I, I'm I'm shocked. I know it's been uh, social media has been running wild the last few weeks after the two derby defeats, and they were two big blows to Warnock. And I think maybe throughout his time at Cardiff over the three years, he's he's always put himself, he's always put the club first. And I think again, it shows it tonight that he's that he's maybe done that. He knows possibly now that now is the right time for him to step away. Um, but still devastated. And yeah, like Ben says, I think. Uh, a bit, of, a bit of nervousness going on now because I think Warnock is going to be a lot harder to replace than some think. Absolutely, and and Warnock's come out and and obviously said you know a lot about his time and and you know was really fond of his time and um, he's actually mentioned that it was his uh, decision to go right now that, that the club tried to persuade him to to wait until Christmas, um, but he said he didn't want it all to be soured and he's got a good relationship with the fans and he feels that. He wants to leave now while everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet. And, and he's always said that, Ben, hasn't he, that, that the moment he's not wanted somewhere, he will go. And, and I'm not saying he wasn't wanted now, but the, there was starting to be a little change, wasn't there? So maybe he feels like that that's the right time. Yeah, it's strange. I don't think people realise how influential those boos at the full-time whistle um, on Sunday were. Um, I think that was the moment that sort of Warnock knew it was time to go, I'm guessing. He sort of, the set he realised the fans had gone, because this wasn't a boo at the full-time whistle, this was a boo at the full-time whistle, then the players were actually booed off the pitch. Um, There's things to say whether you're you're against that or not, you paid your money, you're entitled to do what you want, and after that performance I can sort of understand why people booed, but who'd have thought they'd have had that much of a ramification? Absolutely, and and then we've mentioned that uh, that it's a shock, and we, we've spoken a lot. There's been a lot of chat on social media, and, and we've kind of got a, a little view from the Ninian chat that we that we've got. And a lot of us have said we think maybe it's time for a, a change. Um, but even so, I don't think I I personally did not expect this at all. I even though there was murmurs of it amongst fans, I just didn't think it would happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I agree. I don't think uh, this this close to Christmas. Maybe I don't know whether a couple of months would have made a difference. I, I mean, has he has he done himself a you know a, a negative by saying that he was going to be leaving at the end of the season anyway? And maybe people are assuming that this season you know is kind of one that we can just cast off aside. I don't know whether that plays a part of it. Um, you know, hearing the booze after the game on on. On Sunday, it's it's heartbreaking because Warnock has done all this great stuff for us, and like Ben says, obviously fans go and they pay their money, and the performances just haven't been there the last, you know, well, this season overall, in fact. But it's it's hard to see where 
where the club goes from here. Um, maybe because, you know, the board were trying to get him to stay till Christmas. Maybe they're not in as good of a position as they would hope to be when Warnock would step down. Maybe it's come a bit early for them as well. Um, but that's one thing we're going to have to just wait and see what happens. Yeah, one thing that did make me uh, chuckle a little bit, Ben, was I don't know if you saw earlier on in the day, Wales Online had had put up, you know, that the, the meeting has had taken place between Matt Dalman and, and, and Warnock, but categorically he would not be leaving. It was more to discuss January January's transfers. plans. And then this. Have you seen those Twitter accounts that it's like it's, it's, football it's tweets Wales that Online pre- make it all up? Oh, hell yeah. Have you seen those Twitter accounts like football tweets that precede unfortunate events? Yep. It's classic one of that. Wasn't it? <laughs> it's just ridiculous from them. They don't. It's yeah. Don't get me started. I can't get going on them today. I got shit on Twitter for um, Thursday, Thursday, Friday's nonsense for podcasting. You putting stuff about them. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, it's not been a great day for you, Ben, is it? Losing Warnock and Harren to go to Swansea. I'm not. I'm not. Even, I'm not even joking. The second I got into Swansea, my mate texted me to say Warnock had, Warnock had walked. <laughs> that was literally uh, the second I hit, came down just off the M4, took the turn off the M4, I got the message saying Warnock's walked. And um, yeah, I was afraid the further I'd go in, the further back in time I'd go, and we'd end up back with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> <laughs> it is telling, isn't it, that it is war- it does seem to be Warnock's, uh, Warnock's decision. And because we've, we've all spoken, every time we've spoken about is it time for a change, that we didn't think that the board would get rid, that Warnock had too much credit in the bank for, for Dalman or Chu, and they've got good relationships with, with Warnock and Vincent Tan himself, they wouldn't get rid. It would be Warnock that would that would make that decision, and it, it, it transpires that was true. Yeah, he's, he's always been honest with the club and, and with the press and all that, and yeah, I think he's known himself that you know he's he's not been able to get the players up for the game for the derby games or maybe even the players haven't been able to get themselves up for it in the last few weeks and i think that probably was the was the was the the well what's the saying the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever it is i think yeah. that when he realized that the players couldn't even muster up a performance full of grit and determination that we're used to seeing from a warnock's team i think when he saw those performances he probably realized that it was coming to the end and before we we'll, we'll go on in a bit and you know look at how this has happened, it is the international break, Ben, and and if there is any time to to make a change, it is this time, isn't it? Because you know it's not to the twenty third of November that Cardiff play next on on against Charlton. Uh, so that's twelve thirty kickoff. That must be on on television, um, and may even be more of a a draw for for the cameras if Cardiff got a new manager in place. But that's 12 days for Cardiff to find a new manager. It's a long time, but the worry for me is, and we've spoke about it a lot this season on the pods, is that there needs to be, there needed to be a succession plan in place. And this proves that there is no succession plan in place. Um, Warnock leaving is not just a change of manager at Cardiff. It's a cha- It's sort of the end of an era. And it's a success. it's been a very successful three years who'd have thought we'd be a Premier League side in the time when he took over where we were but it's coming at a thing where at a cost of there's not many managers that could do a lot with this team um, and the next manager being appointed is vital and it needed long term focus not just reactionary 
sort of, oh, we'll get this person in. Because we've seen where that's left us before. It left us with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It left us with Russell, Russell Slade. It left us with Paul Trollope. And it didn't work. The club really needed to sit down and think long and hard of a long-term succession plan here and where they want the club to go. Do they want a club that's bringing young players through and becoming... Um, more of a pit, like becoming more of a sort of not a feeder club, but sort of bringing young players through, becoming that sort of inspirational team that plays good football. Or do we want to be a team that's looking for quick success, having a good five-year run in the Premier League and assessing then further down the line? Um, and I think that decision is now going to be rushed and could cause problems. Absolutely. As I said, we'll, we'll come on to kind of replacements in the future in a bit, but just take a bit of time just to, you know, to appreciate what Neil Warnock has done for the club, because no matter what has happened this season, and, and you know, let's be realistic, it's not been a disaster this season. So it's even though Warnock's leaving, and, and there's been some some ill feeling, not even ill, Ill feeling, disappointment maybe from from fans. It's not been a disaster, and the Warnock has clearly still been trying his best. And for me, one of Cardiff's best ever managers, probably the best in my lifetime that um someone that just got the club what he did in you know when he came in we were down in the dumps weren't we the the relationship between the fans and the club performances on the pitch everything Warnock's transformed that and and his team I'm sure a lot of credit has to go to you know Kevin Blackwell and, and Ronnie Jepson as well a Cardiff uh, a manager sorry with Cardiff DNA Dan and and how will you remember Neil Warnock yeah, I think you've hit on the nail on the head there. It's got the Cardiff DNA in him. He's, he's admitted that in interviews that Cardiff was the perfect place for him to go. Look, he's he's changed the club. He's united it. He's brought it back out of the you know the dire the dire you know situation it was in after you know the Trollope and the Slade and the Solskjaer era, um, and he's he's brought the club and the and the city back together. He's he's made me fall back in love with with football again. Um, and he's he's made us allowed he's allowed us to, to believe and to dream. He, he's taken us to the Premier League on a shoestring budget with you know Neil Etheridge and Mendes Lang from League One, and he's turned them into or during the promotion season anyway turned them into arguably Championship world class players. Um, you know he's he's given us Victor Camarasa, um, which may be a strike of luck, but he's given us a club to be proud of and one that we can now look at and go look. We're not in a bad situation. You you said earlier, Scott, that look, it's before Christmas. We're what seven or eight points outside of the playoffs. We're also probably the same off the relegation zone. But maybe it was the best time now before it gets any worse. It's now the perfect time to allow what Warnock's done. We've got a good squad of players um, that maybe haven't met their potential yet. But look at the potential that there is in the team, um, and with the right manager now. Not that Warnock wasn't the right manager, but with with the manager that comes in now. Um, hopefully, we can get the potential out of those players. And ben, as well as you know, we've talked Dan and I there about Cardiff DNA and, and igniting that belief back in the club. He matched that with success on the pitch, and that that promotion was unexpected, was brilliant. One of the the favourite seasons I've had supporting Cardiff, and, and I'm sure you and many feel feel the same. And that on the pitch success was matched with that that belief and passion, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. As much as the success was on the pitch, I think we've all said the same, that the biggest thing was what he did off it. But on the pitch as well, just going from... I'm looking, Funny enough, I'm literally looking at the table now of where we finished the season in his first season in 12th to go on 18 points away from uh, the, even the playoffs, to go on and finish second in the league on the last day of the season with 
admittedly a terrible nil-nil draw against Birmingham. Um, yeah, the job he's done on the pitch has been remarkable. Um, he's just... He turned the club around. We were only going one way. We were doing what Sunderland have done. We were looking to be a League One. We were looking at facing a time in League One, just sort of rebuilding from there. We were in a bad, bad way. The disconnect between the fans and the uh, management had never been higher. Um, attendances were probably, I think they were at the lowest that it's ever been at the Cardiff City Stadium. We were in a bad way and we were only going one way and it's only down to him and the hard work he's done that sort of pulled that all together. Um, I've, sort, I've sort of got a list here of where he's been with transfers, actually. I sort of made was making some notes just when I got in. Um, in the four seat, well, the four seasons he's been here, but three years, he's bought in thirty-six players. <laughs> he spent he spent close to sixty million pounds, not including loan fees and uh, tribunals. And of those sixteen players, I've got uh, thirty uh, those thirty-six players. I've got fifteen that have been hits. Um, that's probably the only blight on Warnock that you could look at him and say his transfers haven't been what they should have been when, normally when he spent money to be honest it's all yeah. it's all the freeze and the couple of hundred thousand pound transfers that have worked well um it's the ones the big big money ones that haven't worked out and sort of that's probably the only thing long term you can look at warnock's sort of he- like um 10 years a car city manager would say we probably he probably didn't do as well as he should in the transfer window with the money he was given yeah, we'll we'll come on a bit more on to kind of where things have gone wrong. But on our kind of favourite Warnock memories, I kind of made a, a list of a few down from you know that first game against uh, Bristol City when Bamba scored, and that was kind of for me one of the games where it was like you know a bit of belief came back. That game with one promotion, although it was a nil-nil draw, it was real carnival party atmosphere, wasn't it? The four-two win, the first one in the Premier League against Fulham. In the promotion year, the wins away to Wolves at home against uh, Aston Villa, that Mendes-Lang double, and the, the Holloway win with Sean Morrison's unbelievable goals. Dan, what, what were your favourite Warnock memories? I think it's a, it's a, I think it was Bournemouth the first game after the Salah disaster. I think we won, we beat Bournemouth 2-1 and yeah, I just, yeah. you remember the, the shots game, of him? Yeah. yeah, the first home game, sorry. And, you know, the cameras were on him and you can see him and he's, he got a tear in his eye and he's looking up to the fans and look, he's been through it all with us. That one sticks with me because he's, he's cried with us when we've cried. He's celebrated when we've celebrated. He's, he's an adopted son of Cardiff now. And I think what he's done for the club and for the city as a, as a wider, as a wider thing, it's remarkable. And um, he'll go, as you said earlier, he'll go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest Cardiff managers. Ben, if you, if you got sat in a room with Neil Warnock tomorrow, what would you want to say to him? I think it's the same as every City fan, isn't it? It's just thank you. Lich, I don't... He is our Eddie May. Um, a lot of fans, older fans, sort of talked about the bond that Eddie May had with the fans in the early 90s and that sort of promotion season. This is Warnock for us now. Um, he's my, He's just... Yeah, he's just saved the club and just, I think every City fan wants to thank him for everything he's done and kind of gutted it didn't end at the end of the season with us going straight back up and him bowing out the way he should have. Yeah, I said that is one of the um, the thoughts that a lot of people have had is, you know, it was that a mistake giving him this last year on his terms kind of thing? Should it have been, you know, after that relegation, Neil, but thank you, like you said, it's time to build for the future now. Do you think that was a mistake, Ben? Or is that no. hindsight? 
I don't think it's a mistake at all. He earned another go. Um, if he felt he had the hunger, he felt he had the desire, who are we to say he doesn't? Um, it just hasn't worked out. Um, and realistically, looking at it again, the same sort of thing. We were planning for this. If that was going to be the case, it should have been decided before the end of last season. Um, it was more than fair to give him another go. And this sort of transition period was always going to happen. It's now down to the club to see where we go from here to prove whether it's a mistake or not. Absolutely. And kind of, if we look at the start of this season, Dan, we're 14th at the moment, 21 points from 16 games. Only seven points from the playoffs, uh, but it's it's the matter of the performances, isn't it, that maybe have disappointed more than some of the results. Although you know the results haven't haven't been great at, at all times. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's what I said earlier. They they've lacked the determination that and that Neil Warnock grit. And you know our players may not be the most talented in terms of what they can do with the football at their feet, but what they do without it and and the hard work and the you know the pressure and the work ethic they have is inspired by Warnock. And I I don't know what's happened that that hasn't been present as much as it has been in in the last two or three seasons. Um, it's a thing that's going to have to change because as you said, seven points off the playoffs. We're not. We're not dead in the water. We need to keep up. I think we're going to end up having a, a mid-table season. I think fans can expect that now, unless something massive changes with a new manager, which I personally can't see happening. It's. It, I think it's now time to steady the ship uh, and look at the players we've got, the squad we've got. We've got depths in, in, in most positions, and it's something now that we need to just try and push on after Christmas. And Ben, how detrimental do you think those two derby losses have been? Um, in what way, to Warnock or to the fans? I guess to to the fans in in changing the opinion, but in Warnock in in the realization that maybe things aren't going as planned, and maybe it is time to to step aside. I don't think it's. I think it was just a collective thing. I think it's sort of been bubbling under the disappointment of losing Bobby Reed and sort of the way we started the season. There's always sort of been that rumbling disc- discontent since then. Um, like we said before I think just the Bristol game was the straw that broke the camel's back you could have had both these results about six weeks apart and I don't think we'd be in the situation right now I think it's because they fell so close to each other um, that's sort of why it sort of hurts a bit more and why there was such an outrage at losing to Bristol the way we did Um, because they were two different manners of losses weren't they at Bristol there were times we were good and there's times we could have won the game, you know, we hit the bar twice, we created a few chances, a complete different manner of performance to the Swansea game, where the Swansea disappointment was, it felt like the players didn't care and didn't turn up. I thought we were decent against Bristol, to be honest, I just think if we were still playing now, we wouldn't have scored, it was just one of those days, but when Bristol are sticking 11 men in the box, you've got no chance of breaking through, and that's their game plan, they executed it well, they scored a screamer. Um, I mean, we've done that plenty of times, so we can't complain. Can yeah, we? I'm, I'm not complaining. We um, Bristol did a job on us; they outshit housed us. Fair play to them. But um, yeah, it wasn't like it was a bad performance. It was just there were some outstanding individual performances on Sunday. I thought Hoyle was fantastic. Um, I thought um, Nelson was really good. Pack as uh, well. Pack was solid. Pack was Pack was back. And um, yeah, it was just we were let down by individuals. As much as individuals were pl- carrying out with the way we play, every player's got to be at least a six. And when you've got players like Aidan Flint 
having another absolute shocker of a game and other players being a bit anonymous, sort of like Mendes Lang, or if you're just not at the level he needs to be, um, you're not you're going to struggle. And that's the issue. That's the new balance that the new manager's got to find. But it was a much better performance. And I thought there was, pos- like, without sound like Warnock, there were positives to take out of it for the Bristol game, which is why I was surprised to see us go. Uh, see him go, sorry. Yeah, and I, th- I think we'll probably do another podcast later on in the week, kind of dissecting the the Bristol game a bit more as we got into, into the international break. But back to kind of where it maybe has gone wrong for, for Warnock, Dan. We've scored 23 goals so far this season. Uh, I think I'm, I'm right in saying that we've conceded 23 as well, so a goal difference of uh, zero. That's one a big problem, isn't it? You know, One of our strengths in the Warnock in the promotion season and, and any strengths that we did have in the Premier League were built around a solid defence and you know I, I can't remember the exact stats but we were one of if not the best defence in the promotion season weren't we so to be leaking goals like this is a worry it is worrying because as you say we're used to seeing one looks like a, a you know characteristically solid defensively first and foremost um I don't know whether, well, I think we can say that the, the Morrison and Flint partnership hasn't hit the ground running this season. Um, I think Nelson's actually come in the last few games. We mentioned it earlier. Nelson's a really good. He made a fantastic uh, goal line clearance against Bristol on Sunday. He looked bright. Yeah, Flint has, I, I really wanted Flint to be good, to be solid. He's, he's he's come and gone during games. Bristol, he was disappointing. Um, Swansea was disappointing as well. It's It's hard to see the answers at the minute, um, I think Bamba, I think we've spoke about Bamba countless times on and off the pods. Um, he brings that leadership into the back, into the back line. We've definitely missed him. Um, and, and as Ben pointed out, some, some individual um, performances have, have let us down from time to time as well. And what happens now is who knows? It depends on what, on what Bamba's like. I think, I think Bamba has to come back into the team, whether or not, um, he's he's able to. I think he says that he he feels fantastic. Um, I think we've definitely we've definitely missed him. Um, but that defensive frailness that we've had this season so far, it has to change because we can't keep leaking goals like we have been. Yeah, and and Ben, you mentioned a bit earlier about Warnock signings, and that's one of the notes that I'd I'd made of maybe a, a downfall. It almost seems like Warnock at Cardiff at least was better when his back was against the wall and he had to pluck these players up on free transfers or you know low costs you know the likes of Bamba, Etheridge, Mendes Lang, Nelson perhaps looks like another one these players from the lower leagues that he's given a chance and he gets more out of them that's when he's done best it's when he's had to spend money when Cardiff have perhaps had back in when they've been you know one of the favorites this year maybe he has struggled and you mentioned all those players and and some of the ones that I'd made notes of of Glatzel 5 million Flint 5 million Volks 2 million Medine 6 million Murphy and Reed 10 million each Tomlin 3 million that's over 40 million on just a handful of players that that came to mind that either aren't good enough I think the likes of maybe Flint and Medine aren't good enough or maybe don't fit in Warnock's system, maybe Volks or, or Reed or Tomlin, and definitely Murphy as well. So do you think that's been the downfall? Or one of one of the factors even? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said the best thing that Warnock does is when people are when they're the underdog, he gets them up. That might be part of what sort of we've struggled with this year, to be honest, is 
people expect us to be up there. And when that happens, we don't tend to do that well. Um, in classic Cardiff City fashion, it's been the way, not what long before Warnock, when it's the teams we're expected to beat, we tend to uh, lose. Sort of Peterborough always springs to mind with those sort of games. Um, that's when Warnock's at his best when he's got something to fight against, sort of. And it feels like he lost that bit of that fight. And I think that's where it went wrong. That's sort of where it all vanished. Um, same with just back against the wall as far as the transfer windows go. Just the money spent on some of these players, not just the sort of players where you can see why they signed them, but uh, so, sort of with Murphy and Reed, who had good seasons and were worth a punt. But um, I'm looking at it now and just sort of looking at a list of and these are rough figures of... Uh, it's three million for Isaac Vassell. We've barely seen him. I know he's been injured. Four million for Cunningham. Played eighteen games, then loaned out. Uh, four million for Smithy. He's got a run in the team, then dropped. I still think unfairly. Um, the only player that's at over two million pounds that's been a decent signing is Gavin White. Yeah, and he he just scrapes in at two million. Oh, sorry, Bakuna's three million. You can argue he's has been a success as well this season, but that sort of yeah. Just even in the transfer window, he needs to be the underdog. But I think his most successful signing that he's had a, paid a fee for was uh, Danny Ward at 1.5 million. So that proves that sort of he can get the best out of underperforming players. But it's sort of when he wants a successful player to pick up and take that next step, is that his downfall? That's sort of where he struggled before with other clubs, and I think that's probably been his biggest downfall here. Yeah, and you mentioned maybe Danny Ward is is one of his more successful signings that that he's paid a fee for, and obviously he he knew Ward having managed him at, at Rotherham, and one of the things that we we've spoken a lot in the past, and that worries me maybe more than um more than other things is the scouting infrastructure that's in place, and it, it doesn't seem if I was a scout for I think I think it's clear there is no infrastructure. I think that's glaringly obvious, isn't yeah. it? We're not picking up players we've sort of tried with the German and French league and let's be brutally honest we've spent what could be 21 million pounds on two strikers and I know Salah is a different situation but there's issues there that the club need to address we've hissed money against the wall yeah. a lot of money um well because the thing for me if I know you said Reed and Murphy had had good seasons and they were worth a punt but if I was a scout for Cardiff City and scouting players for Neil Warnock's side, there's no way I would look at those who and say they'll fit into a Warnock side. Murphy defensively doesn't do enough. Reed is too slight to play in that ten position in a Warnock side. So that just raises questions to me. And I think this this is why it's more than who the next manager is. It's this whole infrastructure and how the club are gonna put the system in place so that Cardiff can adjust into the I don't buy all this Warnock's a dinosaur, but the club as a whole needs to come into the modern game, so to speak. Do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think we've seen that for for years gone by now. You know, you've had your Corneliuses coming, your Zahars coming on loan. Any any big signing, any big you know big money signing that we've had in maybe the last five or six years, I can't remember one or two of them coming off as as big big performers. You know, we we got so excited at the signings of of Murphy and Reed when they came. And I think we got so excited because we were we were thinking, oh wow, they're they're technically brilliant players, and they just I think that was us getting excited over ourselves. And then you know the reality is they're not Warnock players, 
because they don't have that the grit of it. Well, in in, in all in all fairness and, and harshness as well, they they're too technically good for a Warnock team because that's just not the way we play. We play to a certain way that has worked over the last three years, um, and and I think that's why Reed and Murphy in particular recently uh, have been such disappointments. Is because we haven't seen, haven't been. They they just they just don't fit in the team. Murphy doesn't fit in the team. He's been he has been disappointing. We know the potential that he has. Um, and and Reed was, you know, we look at. I think if I'm right in saying the front four against United, I think it was Murphy, Reed, Mendes, Lang, and and Zahor. That 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 screams pace. It screams power. And look, we've sold we've sold two, and Murphy has come and gone and not performed. And Mendes Lang has arguably done the same. I think one thing that sort of don't I just sort of put together is. That arguably isn't. This isn't all Warnock's fault, by the way. We're not just saying. I'm not. Well, I for no. one, I'm not just saying. No. There's a transfer committee in place. Um, Warnock hasn't got the free reign that people think he does in all these sign-ins. Um, there's three other people that sit on that transfer committee that decide the transfers, and ultimately Vincent Tan signs them off. Do we know who's on that committee, Ben? It's um, Mehmet Dalman, Ken Chu, Neil Warnock, and Vincent Tan. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. So let's let's be brutally honest with it. There's three fantastic businessmen there, and then there's Neil Warnock. Um, there's only one bit of football knowledge, here, and now we've lost it. That fucking terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> let, when this comes to let's let's look at the options now of who's coming in. Like, when people are on about these people that want to come in, and this is the only, this is one of the key reasons I've not been Warnock out for the whole period whole period of this sort of got it from the start of the season. It's purely because I do not trust these players to, these members of the board, sorry, to pick the right man. Yeah. Neil Harris is favourite for fuck's sake. Neil Harris. <laughs> well, we'll come on Mil- to the place. Mill will bind him off because he was shit. Um, he's favourite to take over. That just it's the issues there. It's painful to. We got lucky with Warnock doing as well as he did. No one expected him to do what he's done in the time he's been at this club. No, never mind the club themselves. And now he's gone. There's... I'm hoping that the board tonight are a bit panicked because they need to sort of, they need to pull something out of their asses to really make this a success and prove this is the right decision for all involved. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to, uh, onto the kind of the names linked, but we've talked about that kind of infrastructure and why this is a big appointment and, I wonder what you, your your opinions are on on the timing of. And I, I know it's been dictated by Warnock, but of the change in general. Because I know when we we're chatting on um, on the view from the Indian chat, and um, one of our kind of colleagues, Mark Carter, was kind of saying he was keen to stick with Warnock, similar to what you said there, Ben, about who is the replacement and kind of give Warnock the rest of the season, give us time to to suss this out. But I don't know what you think, but I may be of the opinion that. If we're writing off this season under Warnock anyway, which some are, some are saying, you know, it's we're not good enough. Why not give a new manager time to because it's going to be a philosophy change, isn't it? There's it is, very, very have, few. We haven't found the right person. That's the only reason not. To, if we had gone right, we found the next. We found Warnock's successor. He's ready to come on board. This is all ready to go in place. Then bring him in. But. At the moment, we've let Warnock go, or Warnock's left, or however you want to look at it, and we've got nothing. And well, that we was presume, what I, that's, we assume that it's look. We know how this club runs. 
we know sort of how reactionary this management is. So if we want, like you look at the last time we were in the Premier League, um, what where, what you think of Malky Mackay and what he did, um, I'm not a fan of him personally, but Vincent Tan wanted him gone without having any idea who was coming in to replace him. We then chased Solskjaer a week later. Um, this isn't a board that thinks long-term for whatever reason. And it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if they hadn't start, thought they weren't going to start looking for one success until Christmas. And now this has sort of dawned on them a bit quicker than they expected. And now the panic's setting in. Because they, you know, they have talked, haven't they, about you know using this time to to plan, and, and Warnock would be a part of that of who the successor would be. And, and you're right, maybe it has come sooner than they than they would have they would have hoped. Um, but you know, we've also got to get. I understand what you're saying about the Premier League and and kind of the Solskjaer thing. But you know, I just the think, hope I just is think that they've term, all over. It's been sort of that. They tried making out like there was a bit of thought and philosophy about the appointment of Paul Trollope. There wasn't. They saw Wales do well with the Euros and thought, oh, we can do that. We can play that formation and make everyone else play it and think that'll be enough. <laughs> we'll get a couple of Wales players, in, Welsh players in and that'll solve our issues. Um, yeah. The hopes for it, me was that in the summer they would have appointed the football person to the board. Well, to be honest, I think keeping Warnock on as a non-exec role, just keeping him there to give a bit of influence to the board and let's face it, keep him in line because... As long as he's been, as long as Warnock's been here, there's not been the usual issues that we get from this board, and um, I think that's really important for the success of this club. The one thing this club cannot afford to do now is slip back into the discontent of the Vincent Tan out brigade. But since Neil's been here, and probably just before that, it's probably a bit unfair to say since Neil's been here, Vincent Tan's been the perfect owner. He's put a lot of money in, he's kept his nose out, and he's been some real supportive of all managers. Um, to slip back into that could be a real problem, and a couple of poor performances, a poor selection as manager. And I think we're sort of slipping back to where we don't want to be in the dark ages again. Well, let's talk about some kind of possible replacements. Dan, before we look at actual names, what type of manager would you like to see next? Are you keen on a, a change in style of play or do you think that's maybe beyond the capabilities of the squad at the moment? Yeah, I think I think we have to be realistic. I, I think, um, you know, keeping Warnock on to the end of the season might not have been a bad idea because I don't think you can change your philosophy over over an international break, you can't change players that arguably most of them uh, play a certain way and that have learned to play a certain way. So I, I think that's not going to. I don't think we're going to see a massive change in in, in the style of play. Um, a defensive manager who likes to play, you know, half decent football, but I think we just have to expect that we play a certain way and that's going to continue at least until the end of the season. I would say. I think Chris Hewitt arguably fits that. He's a little bit more um, progressive than Warnock is, and he plays a, a good style of defensive football. And you know whether or not he wants to come and manage in a championship after what he did for Brighton is, is another thing. But it's it's a really big decision. I would hope that the, that the board have learned from their lessons, you know, with Malky and and the Solskjaer situation, and to have a few names in mind. I agree with Ben that probably Warnock's departure has come maybe two or three weeks earlier than they might have presumed. Um, but it's, you know, they've got a, they've got the international break now to, to really pull the fingers out and, and make sure that we go into Christmas because we've got a, you know, you know what the championship um, schedule is like over, over Christmas and new year. It's a really busy time of the year. We can't afford to go and lose, you know, three or four games in the space of two weeks. Ben, what about you? Are you keen on seeing a, a style of play change? 
what type of manager are you looking for? Would you like to see a more progressive young manager, maybe like you know Swansea appointing Steve Cooper and plenty of other clubs have gone for that route? Or you know, because for me, if we do appoint someone that's a complete change of style, we, we almost need to write off the season. Give them January to maybe bring in even a player on loan, maybe a midfielder that can play the ball a bit to help that transition with the rest of the squad. What do you think? We can't jump from one extreme to the other. Anyone expecting that's what's going to happen now is going to be bitterly disappointed. Um, this has to be viewed as a long-term thing now. Um, success could be a while off, yeah. I think the club needs a total rebuild. We need someone that's got a long-term vision, looks, knows how to build a club. Um, I don't think Cart, a young manager is right for Cardiff. I don't think the fans are tolerant enough for it, and I don't think the owner's tolerant enough for it. It needs to be someone with a bit more experience, but not someone with the sort of age as Warnock. Hewton's a popular choice for me. There's not a huge difference between him and Warnock in the football philosophy. Um, I think, if anything, Hewton's a bit more defensive and not sort of could get people back, people's backs up again if there's no success. Um, are we going to go name in people that we want? Or? Yeah, well, I've got a list here of kind of the, the favourites or who's being linked. So I'll go through them and kind of get your reactions. Uh, first up, the favourite at the moment. Don't uh, say it. Don't say it. Neil Harris. Don't say it. <laughs> go on then, Ben. Hit us. Hit, what, what are your thoughts on Neil Harris? A former Cardiff striker, of course, that short loan spell many moons ago. I'd rather Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Pure and simple. The bloke did. He's he's a Millwall legend, and they fucking booted him out as soon as they could because he was gash. Let's just be re- that. That's the sort of appointment that worries me. That this was the wrong type of one not to go. If he's the favourite, it's just yeah, no, just no, no, <laughs> no. Dan, have you got no. any more insight to add than that? Um, yeah, I think Ben's probably hit the nail on the head. Yeah, <laughs> Neil Harris. Look, I think we know. We know the certain type of guy he is. We know that he plays a certain style of way, but you know he's a he's a character. We can't deny he's not he's not a character, but it's not the right. I don't think it's what the fans would want. I think he probably wouldn't be popular, judging by what I've seen on social media so far. Um, a lot doesn't of, feel like um, a step forward. No, it no, doesn't. It's, it's, it's a step it would, back. It's a step yeah, back. It's, There's yeah, no doubt and, about that. Yeah, I agree. Michael Flynn. 10 to 1 second favourite Ben this is one I'm not too keen on but I can see the logic behind it it's just more when I look at Newport I don't think he'd do what he's done at Newport at another level not because he's not capable because I think he is but I think what he's done with Newport is special because it's his club and he's got the connection with the fans there sort of why Warnock's been so successful at Cardiff was there was a connection there there was a bond um if you try forcing that with him at Cardiff, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's the same sort of magic. So um, I wouldn't be... If it happened, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll, it wouldn't be Neil Harris' situation, put it that way. But it's it, he's not my preferred option. And the talk is, I don't know if you understand that, that Flynn was at the game on Sunday. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Mark, yeah, that, than anything. That, that would be a really interesting coincidence. Um, look... Michael, we know what Michael Flynn's done for Newport. He's worked wonders, and uh, he's a you know Newport County fans are, are a massive fan of him. I, I, I think it would be really hard. He's, well, he's a county fan as well, isn't he? So it's it would be really hard to pull him away from Newport, um, especially with with the situation they're Not in and the position that, they're in now. It? No, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think he would. I think he would do 
quite well. I think he would be a popular a popular choice. I think he would be less controversial. I think he would, you know, he's a nice guy as well, so he kind of fits that side of it as well. So I don't, I don't, he wouldn't be as, yeah, he wouldn't be as controversial as Neil Harris or, you know, Mark Hughes or someone like that would be. Um, but oh, whether God, he's, or not. He's not in the list, is he? <laughs> yeah, he's not. So. No, he's not. Is he not? Oh, I thought I'd seen him mention. Christ for that. Um, but, yeah, he, whether or not the board or, or the club would be able to drag him away from Newport at, at the situation that the club are in now, I, I doubt it. And I, I, I'm not sure actually where I got these odds from, so I can't provide it. But a ten to one is Sol Bamba, Ben. No, it's not right, is it? It's not the right time. I love Sol, honestly, love him to bits. But it's not the right time for him to take over. Like you say, he wants to play till he's forty anyway. And I think <laughs> the way he sort of recovered from this injury, I think he could go until fifty. Um, yeah. He, he, again, it's another one that's not right. It wouldn't last. It would just spell trouble and sort of put another dampener on a player that's got a really special bond with the club. There's, there might, there very well could be a time where Sol Bamba is a Cardiff City manager, but November 2019 is not that time. The time, time for Sol Bamba to take over as Cardiff City manager. Although yeah. I do, or I do love a player manager though. <laughs> well, there is that Company sud- tried sud- it. Sud- yeah. Sud- now suddenly I'm sort of thinking player manager, sort of Gianluca Vialli style. <laughs> Because Sol would put himself up top. Let's face it, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. It would be. It would be. It would be a disaster. But Christ, it'd be fun to watch. Damn. Actually, too yeah, soon. Yeah, I, I think. I think arguably, it's probably a, a real possibility that we could see Sol Bamber as part of the coaching team or as part of, um, you know, the the youth set up over the next few years. You know, I've, I spoke to him earlier this this season for for some of the articles that we did for for the view from the Indian. And yeah, like Ben says, he wants to play on until he's in his in his 40s and you know from what I've seen that you said to the press he's confident of his of his fitness ability and yeah I think it would be a it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense at all to to appoint Bamba yeah it almost feels like he needs to play for a few more years then maybe you know under 23s manager something like that get a bit of experience (laughs) and yeah you could see it in the future the next one is uh, Chris Hutton before I get your reaction, I did uh, chat quickly to um, Adam Stenning, who's uh, a writer for the Brighton Argus, about Hewton, and he said, very good manager with a wealth of experience at championship level. Uh, his results and what he did with Brighton speak for themselves, so I think he'd be a great appointment for Cardiff. When I was asked about the style of play, I said, do you think he'd be Warnock 2.0? He said, it depends. He can be direct, but can also play football. It all depends on the striker you have. Now, we have big lumps of strikers, generally. So, uh, Ben, for you, you're not a Houghton fan, are you? It's not that I'm not a Houghton fan. I just think it's not much of a change. If the club's looking to do something different, like Chris, is, Chris Houghton's not a spring chicken himself, and I think he's 61. Is he 61? I think he, but he's getting on in years. He's, I he's will not... fact-check you on that. Someone should, because I'm going to get called open on Twitter okay. anyway. But um, <laughs> 60. He's not... You've aged he's him. 60. Oh, bugger, what a bad man. When's his birthday? 11th of December. Ah, oh, close, yeah, running up, it's fine. Month today, happy birthday, Chris. Yeah, and what a better present than being given the Cardiff City job. Oh, um, yeah. No, it's just, I, I like Hewton. Um, I think I think the way he's been treated by clubs in the past has been nothing short of disgraceful. He handles himself brilliantly, seems like an absolutely lovely bloke, and has done wonders with the clubs he's done. he's been at. But for, it's just... Same old, same old with me. I think if we're going to do this, it's sort of do it properly and make the change. Do it in the right way, but not look for 
someone that plays similar sort of style but doesn't get the ball forward as quickly. For you, Dan, do you think Cute might be the the transition we need from Warnock, or, or do you agree with Dan? It's you know too similar. I partially, I partially agree with Ben. It depends on where the club and the board want want the club to go now over the next three, four, five years. Do they yes, want to? Like, do they want to change in the? Do they want to change? You know, do they want to change completely what the club has has been built on the last five years since Warnock came in, or do we want? you know more of the same and maybe a little change here and there you know we know that Warnock style has worked I think we're arguably being found out this year it's a mix of poor performances and being found out by the rest of the championship this year um, but I think it really depends on on where the board want the club to go and I, I think am I right in saying that Hewton did interview for the Cardiff job in in the past is that right then he did when uh, Marky Mackay took over um, after Dave Jones left um, the rumour is that he didn't get the job because he left the Birmingham City badges on the presentation he did. <laughs> well, which, which, if it's true, is one of the most interesting interview times for Cardiff, even for Cardiff, because we had Dimiteo turn up pissed, Alan Shearer just turned up, and then Chris Hewton's putting the wrong badges on. Um, he could yeah. use the same presentation, to be fair. He could. Yeah. And I, I, To be honest, I think he's done enough now. He doesn't need to interview, but... Um, yeah I like Hewton I do and again it's one that if it happens I wouldn't be against it it'd be a decent appointment but is it like Dan said is it where the club want to go next linked uh, at 12 to 1 bit of a, an interest where I've not seen many Cardiff fans spoke, speak about him and done a lot of good things at Charlton is Lee Boyer Ben People didn't like Warnock. Christ, imagine what they like with Boyer. He's not a pop. He's not a popular man. Um, could be worse. We could be like Joey Barton. It could be worse. Could be uh, Lee Johnson as well. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, he's done a hell of a job. Hell of a job at Charlton. Um, again, it's not. It's not one I've actually thought about. But I wouldn't be against it if he play Charlton. Play some wicked stuff. Yeah, they're uh, good to watch. They're solid. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And of course, Dan, he was close to leaving in in the summer, wasn't he? So you know, maybe he he is looking at, at the future. Yeah, it's been it's been there. It's one that's been banded about, and you know, as as, as Ben said, at Charlton, he's he's done he's done great things, and they they're properly playing and a decent style of football now. Um, whether or not someone who would make that change, you know, where are they now? Are they are they in the championship as well with us? Aren't they? Yeah, we'll play. We haven't played them yet this season, though, have we? No, next home game on the playing next. Yeah. Oh well, then that's interesting. Then, um, yeah, it depends. Uh, yeah, I think he's done all right, but obviously Charlton's his only club, um, and he's only been there a year. Is that too short to you know to move on to another one? It, it depends. But it's not one I've actually I, I've actually looked at just yet. They're doing all right. Eleventh in the championship with with twenty two points from sixteen. Not bad for a, a newly promoted side. I, I kind of agree with you, Ben. It's not one I'd. If I had to choose, I don't think I'd choose Boyer, but I wouldn't be wholly against if if he if he rocked up in in South Wales. Um, I am looking at their form record right now; they're in worse form than us. So um, maybe we could do them a swap if they still want Dalman. Get Boyer for free then. <laughs> <laughs> another name, uh, another ex Cardiff player. Um, I think he was only here for a year or maybe a short loan. Gareth Ainsworth, sixteen to one for you, Ben. Uh, he's um, Wickham, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been there a while and done a solid job. But 
it's not it's not one I'd be against. I don't know enough about him to be honest. I can't say I watch too much of Wickham play, um, but he seems popular with the Wickham fans and's been there a while. Um, if he's ready to make the step up, then perhaps it wouldn't be a bad move. I couldn't really say because I don't know enough about him and how Wickham play. So yeah, I, I'm not not sure either. Uh... Does anybody I can Fenwick still play for him? don't know but if he does i hope he brings him with him no because he's a jack when he oh yeah that's true of course dan ainsworth did you fancy him um well he's he's doing really well for for, for wickham at the, at the minute um yeah it's what and it's another one similar to lee boyer that it's kind of i think we're going to see a load of names come out of the hat now and of all types of random people and leagues and I think the Cowley brothers at Lincoln are another one. I don't know if they if they've been mentioned yet, but they've gone uh, to they've um, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. They've just gone to Huddersfield, have they? Oh, okay, yeah. that's uh, that's that's another one that I'd seen mentioned as well. Yeah, Wickham. Are, you know, Ainsworth is doing really well with Wickham at the minute. Um, where I think they're second, or are they top of uh, League One at the minute? Maybe second. Um, yeah, and he's been there a while. But yeah, it's yeah, another one. I don't. I don't know. I don't know too much about him, but I know that him and. Him and Warnock, are, uh, him and Warnock, him and Wickham are playing um, some really good stuff at the minute. Next one, I'm gonna. I've done some research on this one again. Nathan Jones. Uh, I spoke to uh, Ben Cartwright, who runs a, a Stoke podcast um, about Jones, who obviously didn't have the greatest spell at, at Stoke, but but Ben said he he really thought it could have been special, but Jones did recruit poorly and didn't know a plan B how to get them out of a mess. Um, they'd lost 11 games which was unlucky but he wasn't a manager that seemed to know how to make his luck he didn't know how to play tight for a few games or secure some results um, it was his way or the highway but he does think he learned and get it right at the next club and Ben wished it was him so you know an interesting assessment Ben obviously quite favourable of, of Nathan Jones but you know he did have some flaws former Cardiff youth player was here in 1990 to 91 apparently he did get a squad number in in 91 from Blinder on the Ben interesting shout do you think it would I just don't think the club have got the bollocks to make an appointment like that same with the Cowley brothers if they are available I don't think the club have got the foresight to go for someone like that um Stoke is a poison chalice they're a club in serious trouble I think it's unfair Uh, to judge him on that yeah I wouldn't look at what he's done at Stoke too in detail. There's other issues at Stoke that are a lot more to do with other things off the pitch than what the manager's doing. Uh, I think a lot of managers have struggled to do well there. Um, yeah, i not against that. It'd be an exciting appointment. It would get fans buzzing, but he'd need some time. Um, he's a young manager, would make some mistakes, but if the fans gave him time, I think he could do well. He's got a bright future ahead of him. He did a hell of a job. It was Luton he was at, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Luton fans loved him. Did a fantastic job there. Look at how look at how they were playing when they got promoted, um, and he put the infrastructure there for him to go to Stoke, and they still managed to get promoted. That's sort of how well he got that club running. So it wouldn't be a bad appointment. It would then be a, a complete change, wouldn't it? And it would need to have that infrastructure change along with it, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. It's, it's, if they want, if the club and the board want to go and change the change the way the the, the club play. Nathan Jones arguably is probably one of the one of the top names to do that. Um, what he did with with Luton, uh, you know, I can't remember the names of the fullbacks, but throughout that whole uh, promotion season, James Justin's he, one of them, isn't he? He he used both those fullbacks to. Uh, I think they had maybe ten plus assists each that season. Um, he was he was brilliant. So yeah, he, they they've with Luton, he's definitely played 
a different style of football than what Warnock has played at Cardiff. Um, yeah, I think I agree with, with the Stoke point as well. Um, Stoke have, have turned a couple of really decent managers into uh, and, and put a poor shadow on their career. Um, I think it's tough to look at it, but also look at the quality that that Stoke team have in the team. You know, he's got the the resources and the players. Um, so is that a bit is that a bit of a foreshadowing? I don't know. Mm. But what he did with Luton um, was brilliant. And yeah, if the club want to go that way, then then arguably Nathan Jones is, is one of the, the the key men to do that. Is what you're saying is you're excited to see what he could do with Lee Peltier? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost if it feels like if Jones is the way to go, and, and I I quite like the the thought of Jones. I I really impressed with Luton, and like we said, Stoke is is a poison chalice. It almost feels like if you do that, you need to bring him in and say, look, see what you can do this season, but we're not going to judge you on this season. Let's work together to bring in the infrastructure, bring in your staff, a director of football, and help mould this club around you know that ideology rather than you know come in judge him on the rest of the season and and if he doesn't do well he's gone again yeah um but the question is do you trust the board to have someone in like that and not panic um as long as you're not hanging around the relegation zone i think the club can look at this as a time to rebuild regroup and rebuild um the prem the parachute payments for the premier league are a nice little bonus um the wage even with the premier league success the wage bill isn't sky high we're not one of the top top clubs we're sort of mid-table um the club just need to be patient and give someone a try if they're going to do that. It's Like we've said before, it's all down to whether the club want to go down that route. What about you, boys? Who is who is your ideal choice? I I do like Nathan Jones. Out of the list that we've got here, the last one, interestingly, on the, the odds list was Tony Pulis, which I, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I need to ask what you think of, of that. Um, <laughs> I like I'll, t- I'll tell you though, I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. <laughs> <laughs> I like Nathan Jones. I, 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 that's the type of manager I would like to see us uh, bring in. Um, I also like, without knowing too much about him as a manager, but I know he really impressed in the um, in the Wales interviews is is Carl Robinson, the the ex Wales uh, midfielder who was in Vancouver, who's manager there, and apparently you know blew some of the FAW out of the water with his presentation and kind of ideology for Welsh football so that's a name that really interests me but I think that would be a big a big gamble without many you know I think he's got any managerial experience over here um, but those are the two names that, that I quite like what about you guys? Yeah I think Nathan Jones is if, if the philosophy and the club want to go that way like I've said before then you know what is what he's done at Luton is, is a great um, CV showing um, but I, I genuinely think if Chris Hewton would be willing to come to Cardiff and if the club can convince him, I, I genuinely think that's probably, or someone of that of his ilk, I think that's probably where we're going to, to go next. What about you, Ben? I've, uh, the, the one name that sticks out for me more than anyone, and I don't think he's going to go here because they're flying, is Alex Neal. I genuinely think the work he's done at Preston has been fantastic. Um they're not the most attacking sides. They're quite solid, but it would be the perfect balance between what we've got now and what we want to go forward with. Um, for me, he's the man. I'd love to see him at the club. Genuinely, would love to see him at the club. Yeah, and I know Paul Paul Goran has spoken a lot about wanting Alex Neil, but like I said they're doing. Is, is this is this in between his fantasies with him and Gary Medine? Or I think so. Yeah, I think it's a threesome now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
But like I said, they're doing so well. It feels like it'd be hard to convince him. It's either a lot. There was in, there was rumours he was interested in. The, they like he'd be willing to sort of talk to Stoke if Preston if uh, Stoke met Preston's release clause, um, which would be interesting. Which I would never understand. Um, but I don't know. He's just the more I think about Alex Neil, the more it makes sense in my head. And I think it would be a fantastic appointment. But is he really going to want to? How long has he been at Preston now? Three, four years? Is yeah. he really Is he really going to move on from that when he's got them second in the league in a year in the championship where there's no real clear favourites? Anyone could go up. Um, that's, the, that's the million dollar question. A couple of just names, just a quick yes or no. Uh... Mark Hughes, I know both is, is going to be a no. Uh, Mark Warburton? I forgot he existed. Mark, yeah. Is it QPR at the moment, answer. isn't he? Yeah, is he, he... Is he, is he QPR, is he? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Was it Mark Warburton was at Brentford, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah and then he yeah, went to I... Rangers, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did. I think he did all right at Brentford in the end. He um, did really well. It's another one that... Um, it's another one that's crawled out of the cracks, and I think that's going to happen a lot of a lot of times now over the next week or so. Is we're going to have all these championship managers who have done relatively well. I think the Alex Neil one, just to go back to that, Alex Neil, you know, we just have to look at what he did for Norwich. Um, he's been he was brilliant with them, and you know he's kind of probably pushed Preston up a step from where they were. They were always lingering outside the playoffs. And he's kind of taken them to the next step. Um, but I think it's probably similar to the Michael Flynn situation in the fact that because the team he's at is doing so well, is he going to want to just completely disregard what he's done over the last um, couple of seasons and 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 leave the club? I don't know. Another one who... Um, well, I was going to say right at the start of the season, I, I, doing kind of the preview pods... Barnsley fans spoke really highly of is Daniel Stendel, um, but they're not doing too great this season. That's that's probably not one that would be uh, the club would be looking at. Ita Cranker, I've seen linked. Big name didn't doesn't really excite me that much. For you then? Um, yeah, so it's another one. It's. Yeah, he's he's we know what he's what he's done with with Middlesbrough in the, in the Championship over the past few seasons. Um, am I right in saying he's out of a job now at the minute as well? Is he? Yeah, he was yeah. at Forest. Yeah, first, so wasn't he, he? he left Forest I think earlier this year. And um, he spent a lot of money at Forest. Yeah, and did not do well. I mean, they I think it's gone underplayed how much money they spent in the summer. They went hard on some players. It's yeah. Um, to be honest, what worries me is the sort of big name sort of appointment, um, seeing the promotions and sort of seeing his sort of profile in the championship that the club might get a bit excited by, but not the sort of player, uh, the player, sort of manager I think we should be going for. A lot of people being mentioning and, and for a long time, uh, Peter Witt. Uh, sorry, it's just because I read on Twitter yes, someone said Peter Witten. Peter Witten, <laughs> yes. I just read someone. Uninspiring team talks of all time. Which <laughs> yeah. is absolutely light because he's just bending them in from thirty yards all the time. I was just looking. It would be like, do you see um, the damn United with Brian Clough when he's uh, in training at Leeds and he just turns down as a volley into the top corner? Yeah. That'd be wits all the time. <laughs> I was just scrolling through Twitter seeing if anyone was linked, and I, it was. Uh, do you remember James Fox, the uh, the singer, did the FA Cup final song? 
yeah. Of he said, um, thank you, Neil Warlock. Maybe Cardiff can do a joint testimonial, uh, or a joint thank you at Peter Whittenham's long overdue testimonial. And that came into my head. The name I meant to say was Craig Bellamy, which I just don't think... I think a, long, a couple of years ago, I thought that he should be next Cardiff manager, and I've said that a lot. But what's happened lately, and you know, he's come out criticising the club almost of, of the kind of system in place, it's not going to happen, is it? I don't think. And amazingly, um, if you listen to last week's podcast, um, amazingly, with the six minutes of football chat that we actually did before we started talking about whether John Park could be a generous lover, um, <laughs> we, we've completely neglected the Bellamy situation. Um, given what's gone on with Bellamy in the press and sort of the bullying accusations and everything along with that, um, I don't think he'd want the job. And to be honest, I don't blame him. Um, Sounds like he's loving life out in in Belgium as well. He's doing a, He's got a, a cracking academy there. Um, whether the results are coming or not, um, he's always going to big up and say it's, it's going to be a good thing. But um, yeah, he's not going to want to come near the club with the current regime. I think he made he sort of laid that bare. Maybe a left field name that's just popped into my head that maybe it's a type of manager I can imagine Vincent Chan just loving the name. Gennaro Gattuso. <laughs> Did alright at Milan. Yeah, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah, can you imagine? I think that would be the best transition ever. To it go from Warnock to Gattuso. Yeah. It would be very, very strange. Um yeah, very left field, I think. Um one that's just popped into my head purely because I've seen he's back in the country. If we want inspirational managers. Who better than the most inspiring man on Twitter than Robert Inshaw? Took a picture going over the bridge today. See, he's still Welsh. Announced Ernie, I say. Yeah, it can't be a coincidence. So, so, so let's end the pod here, boys. We're all agreed, Ernie in, yeah? (laughs) I think so. Although the other person I saw who had a picture with, I said that as if Vincent Town was like a celebrity. That someone posted a picture of this person with Vincent Tan out of work, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take Jose Mourinho. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you were going to say um, Will Ferrell then for a second. <laughs> Is there anyone within the club, someone like Andy Legg? Do you think they might turn to or Scott Young again, or do you think this needs to be? A have have, have the coaches team has have the coaching team left? Have Dibble Black, um, well, Black at the moment all of those, they, they got. This is just what was on Wales Online. I don't think there's been anything from the club. So we don't know then. We don't know. But apparently that uh, Blackwell, Jensen and uh, Dibble as well, I think, are still in the contract. But that might change in the next couple of weeks. So we don't know is the honest answer. Um, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Blackwell got given it. We've, we've said that before, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, right, boys, I think that is enough for that. Uh, Neil Warnock has left Cardiff City three years as manager, started against Bristol City and ended against Bristol City. Rather fitting, a Cardiff legend. And, and boys, thank you very much for, for joining us and thank you to Neil Warnock. Thanks, Scott. Good, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>